Hello, everybody. Welcome into localjobnetwork.com radio. I'm Tim Muma, and you're listening to Volunteering At, where we explore the world of giving and learn the different ways you can give a little of yourself to others and absorb the rewarding benefits. For this edition, we're speaking with Jocelyn Chang, the Senior Manager of Volunteer Development for the Greater Illinois Chapter of the National Multiple Sclerosis Society, as we find out more about the National MS Society and how you can help. How are you doing today, Jocelyn? I'm doing very well. Thank you, Tim. Well, we appreciate you coming on and uh, you know, giving us some information about your organization and how people, again, can volunteer and help in other ways. I think where we should just start, though, is to give our listeners idea a little bit about the organization. So if you could fill us in a little about the National MS Society. Certainly. Well, the National Multiple Sclerosis Society is comprised of 50 chapters throughout the country, and there are numerous ways that we help the community of people living with multiple sclerosis. The mission really is to drive research for a cure and address the challenges of those affected by multiple sclerosis. It began in 1945, really, by Sylvia Laurie. She's the founder of the organization. Back then, uh, there was no such organization. Hmm. And for her, there was a personal connection, really, a personal desire to alleviate the disease because her brother, Bernard, had been diagnosed with MS and their family was frustrated by the lack of treatment available at the time. So what she did was she put a classified ad at the New York Times. She placed this ad, quote, multiple sclerosis, will anyone recovered from it, please communicate with patient. Hmm. Well, at the time, no one came forth with a treatment, but sure. many came forth with the need and desire to do something about this urgent problem. So that really catapulted you know, Ms. Sylvia Laurie's um, desire to do something and create a foundation because it, it was really her efforts, it was her volunteer efforts, really, right. who um, make it all happen and that started. And that's really uh, how the MS Society began. Well, that is interesting. I, I find it uh, always a little intriguing how some of these organizations, and especially on the volunteer side, how they begin. And I think to your point, a lot of times it starts with that personal story. So I appreciate you sharing that with us. For yourself, how long have you been with the organization? And, and fill us in a little bit on what you do with uh, the MS Society. Certainly. I've been with the with the Greater Illinois Chapter for almost six years, and I manage our volunteer and intern program. So it's a, really a joy to see a lot of different people from different backgrounds and uh, desires to help the community, to help them find an opportunity that works for them and really fulfills their, their interests and their needs. Now, I did want to touch quickly, um, just for those that maybe aren't aware, and give them an idea of what exactly multiple sclerosis is and how it might affect an individual. I know I didn't necessarily prep you for this question, but just to give people sort of that general basis before we got into the idea of how they can help. Well, thanks. I'm glad you asked that. Well, multiple sclerosis, it is an unpredictable, often disabling disease of the central nervous system, and it interrupts the flow of information from the brain between the rest of the body. And there are various symptoms in each individual, which makes it really unique from person to person. Each individual has different symptoms, and it can range from blindness to cognitive problems to paralysis reduced or lost mobility. So it really has a full range. That's why no one person you know, can really say, oh, that's multiple sclerosis. Right. We address all of those challenges for, for everyone who may be affected by it. 
Well, I appreciate you giving the explanation. As you said, it uh, it takes on a lot of different forms. I actually, uh, my grandmother had multiple sclerosis, and she was bedridden for a, a, you know, a long, long portion of the second half of her, her life. So I appreciate you giving us uh, a little bit of an idea of what that entails. Uh, let's walk through a little bit about how people can volunteer. What are some of the roles that individuals could participate in to be able to help with the MS Society? Yes, the organization really we welcome the diversity of volunteers and what they can bring to the mission of creating a world free of multiple sclerosis. And there are also a variety of volunteer opportunities. So it can range from a one day or a half day of events of our fundraising opportunities. They can support that day to make sure the event runs smoothly. There's also advocacy. We call them MS activists, where they can provide some information to our legislators and ask for support towards issues that benefit people living with multiple sclerosis. There are also people who could help out in the office. Hmm. So office projects that range from uh, working on mailings or uh, helping us with thank you calls to our donors or participants. There are also maybe more skilled or pro bono types of opportunities. If you have, we have a firm that's working with us on PR campaigns or marketing campaigns. Okay. We have board members who definitely not only support us financially, but also they have their expertise on advising the organization and governance and other uh, matters that help us run the organization more you know, functional, the top shape and operational organization. But there's also another opportunity where we have a young professionals group, our, our junior board, as we may call it, or multiple, or multiple solutions. They also plan fundraising events throughout the year and educate others about MS. So there's a variety of ways from committee planning to one-day events, support that we also need for people living with MS. Mm -hmm. We have support programs. So those who might want to interact directly and support our clients who are affected by MS, there are also support programs where we, we can seek to help with volunteers that way too. I think it's cool to hear that there are so many different ways that, you know, you could help out. Um, and that kind of leads to the next question. Uh, do you see a certain set of skills or, or personality type that would really succeed in these type of environments? Do you think that anything is necessary when you're looking at skills or personality? Certainly. I think it varies from role or job. For example, for our MS ambassadors, and that's our speakers or bureau program, we do look for volunteers who have excellent presentation skills. Okay. So they will be talking in front of people, whether it's a small group or a large group of people. Basically, they will represent the organization, so they must have a you know, really a good presence and also just be able to tell their story sincerely and succinctly to an audience so they can connect and really relate to what a person living with MS might be undergoing. So that's one example for those leadership committees or planning committees, fundraising, of course, those uh, we would love to have some of organized, have a passion for the cause, right. detail oriented, can certainly follow through. Those who have a, a great connection to you know different groups that will bring those groups together for for an event or for a program that we're organizing. So uh, a lot of their expertise that they may bring from their own workplace. If they want to fulfill that in their in this volunteer role, that would certainly help us because they may have a marketing background mm -hmm. or they could have their own special events background that they already do. Um, that would certainly be an asset to to this role or to that to our organization. But a lot of it too is compassion. Certainly, they're going to be working with our 
our clients directly, those who are affected by MS also volunteer. So that's also very inspiring to us. People living with MS volunteer their own time sure. to be a support group facilitator or be an MS activist. Our um, organization uh, works a lot with our legislators and we do have our MS uh, activists who are living with MS themselves speak to them directly about how those issues affect them. Now, I have to ask, just because it was a part of what I did when I was a kid, um, do you still run the uh, MS Readathon where people collect pledges uh, for how many books and pages and, and everything they read? Do you guys still do that? No, unfortunately not, but I know that's a very popular activity for a lot of the, you know, the kids who grew up knowing the National MS Society. So yeah, that was one yeah. activity that was a great way to get youth involved. And we do have a lot of different uh, youth programs okay. and they just come from different uh, different types of activities. Maybe they do their own community events or what we call do-it-yourself fundraising programs, which is volunteer-led. They organize their own fundraisers. Um, it might be like a bake sale or it could be a readathon. And they, you know, the number of hours they've read, they might convert that to how much, you know, some donations or dollars that will go back to their local chapter. And those are, you know, creative and great ways that volunteers can get involved with. And that's fairly easy and flexible because they could do it from their own home, their own, their school. Sure. Yeah, no, I had to ask. I said, I, I love doing that. Uh, of course, mm-hmm. like I said, I had the, the personal connection, so it was actually kind of fun going out there. And, you know, I, I know they discourage kids from going door to door collecting anything nowadays, but uh, yeah. that was definitely a memory I had from the MS Society. <laughs> That's great. That's great. I'm glad you did. How about, you know, you mentioned that people can bring sort of the tools and skills from their own job into the volunteering aspect, but what do you think also people get out of it from volunteering? Maybe something they could take back to their, maybe they're just their everyday life or to their workspace as well. Certainly the experience that they they receive, you know, certainly having that camaraderie with, if they do it as a company, they have an ability to do team building projects or team building activities where they can really build that you know, camaraderie within their group. There's an also another opportunity where they might be just starting out in their organization and they want to hone in on their leadership skills. They can definitely uh, present that when they're participating in a committee or other planning, uh, planning groups that we may have because uh, they can take on some responsibility and leadership roles and they can take that back to to their company and mm-hmm. demonstrate how they've led a team or fulfilled a project. There's also honing in on their you know, speaking skills, if that's something they want to practice. Not everybody gets nervous on doing you know, presentations, right. speaking presentations, but having that opportunity to, to practice it and in front of, you know, front of groups or small groups. And that could be for anyone, whether you're working or you just want to do that for your personal um, goals. Uh, we have a lot of interns, for example, from local universities okay. and colleges that want to learn more about the career or field of uh, a certain profession that they want to get into, kind of get their feet wet. So we do have uh, those opportunities for students to be placed in internships, and they're wonderful. They bring a lot of knowledge and enthusiasm, and it really gives them a good uh, view of what a nonprofit organization is like, especially for the cause of uh, MS Society. Sure. Now, you've touched on a number of different aspects of how people can volunteer. And uh, of course, uh, you know, it varies as far as the, what commitment that you are making. But I did want to ask if there are any credentials that need to be reached or any background checks if you're going to volunteer. Just give people a heads up if that is an aspect of, of looking to volunteer. Well, we look for, certainly for each position or role, it varies to from what may be required 
For example, if we have an individual or that would be interested in working directly with clients or maybe with sensitive um, information or data, that would require background checks. So we want to ensure that they're less risk. Um, so really, it's for our risk management purposes. Right. Um, so they will require to have that. An interview, of course, and then other uh, application, whether it's a resume or our application form. Okay. And for other, for actually, for all of our positions, we do ask for some kind of application form so that we know more information about that individual or a group of people. That would be um, a, a basic request from us. Sure. For other roles, there would be training and orientation that would prepare them for the role that they'll be taking upon. We look for some credentials for for those who might be involved in our events. They might, uh, we have some uh, medical, a medical tent for, let's say, for our walk MS event or our bike MS event. Uh, then we ask volunteers that would have first aid or CPR certification so we can ensure the safety of our participants too as the volunteer extends their help. It really depends. <laughs> right, right. Of course. Yeah. We, and that's the thing. We know it's always going to vary, but um, just to give people an idea of what you know, they might have to do just to make sure that they're prepared for what they're going to uh, accomplish with the MS Society. How about if a company was interested as a whole, looking to volunteer, pitch in in some way? What sort of opportunities do they have? What might be needed from that organization if they're going to participate? Companies are certainly very welcome to participate in all of these projects and events that we coordinate. Uh, we love having groups from companies that have a philanthropic you know, goals for their organization, and they can contact us here. The company will need to um, just let us know what their parameters would be. For example, if it's a company that wants to participate in a uh, one, one-time event, then we would present to them information about an event that would be geographically you know, close to their employees. They have a preference on where that project would take place. We ask for certainly flexibility because some of the opportunities do take place in the evenings or weekends. So we, we have uh, dates of those already in place for our fundraising events. We also want to find out maybe more realistically how many people would be interested in or sure. they would like to be participating in that project. So if it's between 10 to 20 people, you know, that's more feasible. If there are hundreds of people, then we probably would need to arrange for you know, projects that would really fit their the number of people they would uh, be available to help out. Mm-hmm. But we're flexible. We'd love to, to ensure that the company's goals align with our needs and our uh, mission. So we'd love to just talk to them about how we could have a mutually beneficial relationship. Oh, I think that's great. And I, I do encourage all uh, organizations out there and companies to participate in any way they can, because I think it's a, it's a great thing for obviously the organizations you're helping out. And then, uh, as you mentioned, maybe helping out with some skills and team building and all that sort of thing. I think it's uh, really a win-win in all circumstances. We are, we are getting a little low on time, um, but I did want to ask you if you could maybe share with our listeners one of the more memorable stories you have about volunteers giving back or experiences you've had volunteering yourself, uh, you know, anywhere you'd want to go with that, but something that has really stuck out to you that you think the listeners would appreciate hearing. I think every day just being in this position, I do hear about a lot of our volunteers, how they've come to the National Mass Society and how they've been moved to be part of the organization. Um, one of our volunteers who um, who comes to us, uh, we're located in Illinois, but comes out from Michigan, drives all the way here so he could volunteer. And there's a local chapter, but he, he enjoys coming to, to our events. And when he was first diagnosed, he you know, certainly was a very devastating news for him to, to receive. But uh, 
his neurologist had recommended that he volunteers and this would give him a, an avenue to really make something more positive of the situation that was presented to him. And uh, he took it upon himself to, to call the local National Math Society and he has been volunteering ever since. He's for about, uh, about 10 years now and he continues to do that. He comes to events and comes to different uh, ways that uh, he comes across people who tells him, thank you. you know, thank you for volunteering. Mm-hmm. Thank you for being here because he knows personally it, it impacts you know, his life, but he knows the number of people all across the nation and the world who are impacted by the volunteers' work and the uh, you know, fundraisers participating. So he really has shown how grateful he is for being part of this movement. And I see that in, in many more stories, too, whether they've come to, um, they may have lost their jobs, but they've uh, been recommended to volunteer. And they tell, they tell us when they start volunteering, you know, I've really gained a lot of confidence, empowered me to, to see that there is, there's more that I can do, contribute to the society. And uh, this one gentleman, too, he, after he um, volunteered here for a couple of years, now he's working full time again. That really uh, gave him, like I said, confidence to to continue on and have more uh, opportunities that uh, he probably had not had before. Right. So it's really rewarding to see that people it we've impacted their lives as much as they've really truly affected ours too, because they they contribute their time and efforts and skills to us. Well, I think it's terrific you brought that up. It is definitely something we encourage our listeners to do when they are in an unemployed situation, as you mentioned, to you know, for a number of reasons, to give you a little perspective on what's truly important out there and how you can help, as you mentioned, um, but also to your point, uh, hone those skills and get some experience and that will help you in the long run land another position. So I think a perfect way to uh, share with our listeners right there. And I do appreciate that. For those listening, how can they get in contact with your organization if they are interested in becoming a volunteer? Yes, we would love to have anyone who's interested in learning about the National Mass Society by going to our website, www.nationalmssociety.org. They can also call our Information Resource Center at 1-800-344-4867. And locally, if they're looking for Illinois, since I am with Greater Illinois, we have an email address which is volunteerillinois at nmss.org. But once they go to our national website or call our phone number, they'll be directed to their local chapter where they could be, they could be very helpful to, to a local organization or on a national scale too. So thanks for uh, reaching out to us. Oh, definitely. I know. Of course, we always uh, appreciate hearing about the stories and how people can volunteer their time and give back to the community and to the people who obviously uh, can use a little help. And we appreciate you coming on as well. With that, we will close out this episode of Volunteering At. Again, we've been learning more about the opportunities with the National Multiple Sclerosis Society. And we've learned a lot today from Jocelyn Chang, the Senior Manager of Volunteer Development for the Greater Illinois Chapter of the National MS Society. Jocelyn, thanks again for coming on and sharing with our listeners today. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. And again, if you are looking for more information, you can head over to nationalmssociety.org, and there you can find your local chapter as well. Also, you can call the phone number 1-800-344-4867. And again, those are uh, the numbers for the national side of things. But then, as Jocelyn mentioned, you'll be connected to your local chapter to give you some more opportunities to volunteer. 
Speaking of which, we'd also like to hear from you, the listeners. If you have any comments or suggestions or maybe any organizations you're interested in hearing about, just send us an email to ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. Once again, I'm your host, Tim Muma. Take care, everybody.